Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson-Zia has garnered great reviews and evil love endorsed by Howard celebrities including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and Manilis. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com and over 40 podcast platforms in over 110 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music, and more. Also on HamiltonRadio.net, Oldies Radio, Diamonds FM, and more. Take the Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Wagner Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Wagner Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear, and more. Makes great gifts 24-7 for your loved ones. Amazon.com and check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson-Zia for great books like Missing, Ones, and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson-Zia. Check it out today. Also, support the Mike Wagner Show on Anchor FM. Hey, pal, themikewagnershow.com. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com at the Mike Wagner Show. Make sure you do so today. We're here with three terrific comedians here on the Mike Wagner Show. And uh, this involves a brand new series bringing three Asian-American immigrant comics together, each sharing their personal journey to America as immigrants. We'll talk about that. And um, we have a lady who was... Um, Smuggled from the Philippines uh, by her biological mom, becoming her hope for the American dream. We also have another who uh, was adopted by a white family and um, sent home and sent with a cookbook. And also we have another who learned English by watching Sister Act. And I hope Whoopi Goldberg is uh, watching this one. Maybe just um, be inspired by this one as well, too. And um, live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Los Angeles, we have three amazing comics on there all coming together, sharing their stories in, in, a, in a series called Asian American Eyes, an immigrant comedy special, which is on the Real Women's Network, which debuted last month. Ladies and gentlemen, these are very multi-talented people, Nikki Andres, Anna Parsons, and Aiden Park. Guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Hello. <laughs> Excited. Hello. I want one of your pillows, like yesterday. <laughs> I can't believe well, you know something, too? Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, like to do some shopping. Uh, tote bags are available, too. If you got some uh, pets like a little chihuahua or uh, throw a kitty cat, you can um, put it in tote bags, you know, escape and everything. I mean, they do make great conversation pieces, I'll tell you. So <laughs> I want to put a pillow in there and a copy of Missing. Oh, there you go. You know what? I think that's a great combination. I love that. <laughs> <I'm guessing>. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll definitely get something out to you. So you guys, you guys all come together in a brand new series, bringing all of you guys together, immigrant uh, together, each sharing their personal uh, journey to America as immigrants. And um, let's start off with um, 
Anna, you are a small, you are smuggling from the Philippines by your biological mom, becoming a hope for the American dream. And of course, you're um, actress, comedian, writer, producer. You appeared in uh, Adam Ruins Everything on True TV and the um, the Affair, Dexter on Showtime, and also worked with um, Labyrinth Theater Company, stand up comedy with David Arquette, and of course, we also got. Um, Aiden as well too uh, learned English by watching Sister Act and it was a funny movie by the way and um, also a highlight of Whoopi's career and um, you're also a comedian a best-selling actor keynote speaker also uh, you were in a totally Street Fighter trauma Jeremy Lin of course the art of uh, being yay and um, we also have Nikki um, a, a really unique story adopted by a white family and uh, sent with a cookbook and you make me hungry, by the way, I love cooking. And um, also you Asian American, non-binary, uh, trans feminine, um, queer actor, comedian, voice artist, audiobook narrator involved in One Day at a Time, The Dropout, NCIS LA and uh, Venomo and more. And we're here to talk about Asian American eyes an immigrant comedy special on the Real Women's Network. And before we uh, talk about that special, guys, tell us how first got started. Take turns. <laughs> wait, wait, what's the question? <laughs> yeah, tell us how I first got started. Like all of us, like this project or just all of us in um well let's just let's just go one at a time here. So who wants to go first? Anna go first. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh this it, it came together because uh I I met Nikki in an acting class and Aiden and I met on set many, many years ago. Um and actually Aiden was our inspiration to start writing comedy um because we've been auditioning a lot in Hollywood and we were like, we just need to tell our own stories. Um and so I just had in a meditation, it came to me, I was like, Oh, we're all immigrants, like why don't we come together and do something special with our stories and create something that um, that is unique in its own way. And so that's how it happened. And, and I pitched it to them and they were excited and, and we made it on a no bones budget. We did it ourselves. People came and just gave their time and it's incredible how far it's come and I'm excited to share it. Mm, that's really interesting. And uh, Anna, tell us how you first got started in the business. Um, I, well, I studied in New York city. I studied uh, musical theater. So I, I got a degree in jazz hands, which took me really far. <laughs> um, then being sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I did. I was a total theater nerd. And then I moved, um, actually to LA to be close to my family. And I've just continued to, uh, you know, do theater and TV and commercials. Um, and then I started doing stand up, which like allowed me to start writing because, my belief is like, we have to create the change that we want to see on television, which for me is people of color and very Filipino. So um, that's how it's, it's evolved. And I'm still, still at it guys. I'm still at it. Mm -hmm. and, and did your mom manage to uh, achieve the American dream when you got uh, smuggled in by your uh, biological mom? She did. Um, and Amazing. I think and I, I talk about it in the special. I feel like she is like watching all of us right now and she's, she's here and so proud of, of what we did um yeah so it's it's really it's really exciting i'm really proud of this my family's proud of it yeah mm, that's rather interesting as well too and um what was it one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing for the rest of your career um well those definitely those like five cent residuals that i get those are really exciting no, <laughs> <laughs> we all love those right guys 14 um, cents yeah <laughs> 14 cents um, you know, I think right now, because I've been so focused on writing and I write a lot of spec television, um, again, around the Filipino American experience. And one time I had a reading of a pilot that I wrote called The Asian That Didn't, 
And we had the reading and a Filipino, um, a, a dance troupe, I used to dance in a dance company. Um, he came up to me and he said to me, you know, you're telling my story because he was gay in Texas, Filipino, he didn't fit in. And he was like crying and I, I started crying and I was and I was like, wow, I'm actually, I wrote this thing and he heard it and he felt seen. So like how powerful is storytelling? Um, so that that is one bit that keeps me going and I'm excited to create more. Mm, that's rather interesting too. And uh, Nikki as well too, that um, Asian American, non-binary, trans feminine, uh, queer actor, comedian, um, voice artist, audiobook narrator as well. And um, you also have a really unique story as well too, adopted by a white family and you're sent with a cookbook. And um, you, you know, tell us about uh, how you got started in business and uh, what was the name of that cookbook? And so you make me hungry already. Oh yeah. Oh, the cookbook was beautiful. It was this um, Xeroxed pamphlet with staples in it. And it was called Korean cooking Ooh. for, yeah, it was, I mean, it, I mean, it's an import. It's, you know, it's an antique now at this point, but um, the, <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, um, I was adopted as an infant and I think that, you know, the adoption agency had prepared for older children who had already become accustomed to, um, you know, uh, Korean cuisine and grown up with it, um, you know, to have an easier transition into, you know, Europe or America and the West, um, you know, who, you know, I, I mean, like where I grew up, there was no Asian grocery store. I had, you know, a lot of the ingredients that, were, you know, were um, replacements. <laughs> and so it ended up tasting good but like a Western fusion sort of American. Wow. I mean, very Asian American, actually. You know, like my mom did her best. I loved it, but it was not authentically Korean tasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, I got started. Um, gosh, you know, it, it's always funny uh, exploring this question for for artists. I uh, for me, you know, being an artist is an existential imperative, and I, I think before I had any language or. Um, wanted to or, or identified as an, an artist or an actor or performer, I, you know, it's just a natural inclination. I had an affinity for making people laugh and um, sort of, uh, I, I think about it as um, like curating in emotional moments. So whether it was, uh, you know, dancing on the coffee table, pretending to be Michael Jackson or, you know, uh, hopping around on a broom, pretending to be the witch from <laughs> <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Um, you know, it was it was it was always something. I had a big imagination, and um, and I was I have and still am relatively shameless about self-expression. <laughs> That's rather interesting. And uh, what was it one precise moment that simply influenced you into doing what you're doing for the rest of your career? Oh, you know what? I would well, you know, let me say this one. Um, I came out as trans like midway I guess midway through at this point <laughs> um, after several years um, building a resume in TV and film um, as a cisgender gay boy and it, it was my first guest star on a show called Sullivan and Son on TBS and they uh, the breakdown which for non-Hollywood folks is kind of like the casting notices that go out. It's like a, it's like a jobs wanted. <laughs> it's, it's our version of jobs wanted. And then you mm -hmm. like apply by auditioning. And, um, and mine was, this audition was described as a quote, drag queen, unquote. 
Um, and it was like one of those um, gender confusion jokes, uh, which these days I think is a little problematic. But um, at the time, you, it was, they were trying something. And um, I, I booked it. It was my first guest star. It was a sitcom. I love sitcoms because I feel like they're a good blend of the live theater and TV and film. And um, the casting director came up to me like on, on set and just expressed how grateful she was that um, they had found me. Um, and she said something to the effect of, you know, we didn't really know how to describe what we were looking for. And we just, we saw a lot of funny gay guys, but you know, you came in and you were just a girl. And that to me was like what, I didn't know I needed to hear it, but as a person who does not experience um, dysphoria in my body, like um, I like my body, <laughs> but um, I, you know, being a, a trans person, person, um, I wanted to live as a different gender than I was assigned when I was born. Um, I, you know, having that kind of feedback and um, having someone see the real me inside, someone I didn't even know, you know, no friend, not a friend, no one with any vested interest in my happiness or well-being, just somebody with the kind, honest word, um, really for me, uh, signaled for me it was time to come out and that I really was trans. And so that changed the whole second chapter of my career and I ended up having to really kind of start over I didn't work for five years and then um, I just started again with co-stars and have been you know building back up into guest stars and um, and regular or going for um, series regulars uh, this pilot season so it's 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 been kind of a double journey for me and but but that moment I, I do hold and treasure as um, a significant turn. Mm. That's a very interesting journey, I gotta say that. And then Aiden, uh, let's go over to you here. You're a comedian, best-selling author, keynote speaker. You've been totally street fighter, trauma, Jeremy Lin, art of being a, you learned English by watching Sister Act. And then um, and, and, and tell us how you got started in business, y'all, besides watching Sister Act, so. How I got started in show business? Yes. Okay, well, um, I, <laughs> I, well, I did a high school musical. I did a high school musical. And uh, you know what was funny? I moved to the United States when I was nine. And back in Korea, I was like a good student. I had a lot of friends and stuff. And I moved here, couldn't speak the language. I couldn't, um, I, I wasn't good at anything all of a sudden academically. And uh, my mom ha actually got blackmailed into going across the country with the threat oh. of being referred to the INS by this really awful man. Um, and so I kind of, lost everything and so from nine to about 14 i was very um very sad because i didn't feel like i was good at anything i had no real emotional support um it was just very difficult being raised by my grandmother in government housing you know and then i auditioned for a musical in the high school and then uh, I was like, oh, I got in the ensemble, barely. Mm. Uh, I, couldn't, I, mean, I couldn't even do a box. I mean, it was, it was, it was really, uh, pathetic. And I still talked to the drama teachers and I'm just like, how did I get in? And I was like, I'm pretty sure they were just feeling sorry for me. Anyway, so I got in and I felt like, oh, I, I have something that I might be maybe kind of good at. And so it actually gave me a lot of, gave me a reason to live, I would say. Cause I really did. Like even at that young, 12, 13, I was like, why am I here? Like, I don't even know, I felt so hopeless. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
so that's how I got started. And uh, I loved it. It was fun. So I kept a going. happy origin story. <laughs> yes, it is very happy indeed. And of course, you know, before that, I mean, you made me laugh literally. I say that being a comedian, you'll see on stage. And um, <laughs> it, it was at one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing for the rest of your career. As a comedian or as like a performer or just uh, j just in general, like in your career, it, it can be a comedian performer. Okay. It's up to you. The, the one precise so moment I said theater because I did nine productions of Miss Saigon. Uh, I got, I got pretty good at musicals, but I did nine productions of Miss Saigon and I was like, I don't want to see a 10. So, um, I, <laughs> I no, was like for the number 10. <laughs> I'm not going to do double digits of it. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to happen. So I was like, all right. So what can I do to express myself without having to necessarily, um, you know, have to do another production of Miss Saigon. And uh, I, uh, I I got into comedy and I, I, I was like, this is it. So I decided to put all my eggs in the basket of comedy, stand-up comedy, um, and, and kind of move in that direction uh, to lean into self-expression. That's kind of what happened. And I would say that was a defining moment. Hmm. That's really interesting. And uh, guys who are some of your favorite uh, actors, comedians, and um, also movies and shows when you guys were growing up. So uh, again, take turns. Who are some of your favorites growing up? Actors, comedians, like that. Um, well, in terms of comedians, I'm like super old school. So I love the Richard Pryor, the Eddie Murphy raw. I mean, that stuff back in the day was just like, was every him in that red suit just like swaying out you know what I mean like and I think that that was the interesting thing too as I think back on it was his stories came from you know this sort of a semblance of trauma with his like mom like hitting him and stuff but he found a way to make it really really funny um so I'm like super down with that old school the old school comedy I love Mark Maron too he's not very old school but Hmm. That's really interesting I guess the slap takes on a different meaning these days after uh, what happened the uh the academies Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, Nikki or uh, Aiden, Aiden, go ahead. Uh, who are some of your favorites growing up? Margaret um, Cho definitely made. Oh, sorry, this is Nikki speaking. For <laughs> this is an uh, audio medium. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's it's okay. It's just like, well, <laughs> you, you you can say it's just it's just I a group conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> go oh, ahead, uh, Nikki. Okay, I'll I'll go. <laughs> um. Uh, Margaret Cho is my number one. I would say that seeing Margaret um, in uh, her HBO special and then um, in I'm the One That I Want was one of those moments of an Asian person on television. And um, her, her show, All American Girl, was, was my sister and I were in love with that. Um, you know, it gave me the, 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 just the hope, the, the idea that someone like me could be on TV or even be successful in this business at all. Um, and, and also just her, her sense of humor, her, her, her raunchy, sex positive, gay, inclusive, um, just a, a brand is, is very much my sense of humor. And I, I would say, if anything, it took me a really long time to develop my own comic voice because I was so in love with Margaret and her material. I didn't have anything original to say. I was just really good at retelling all of my favorite Margaret Cho jokes. Um, and then these days, my favorite um, comics are inspired our special, Ali Wong and um, Hannah Gadsby. 
Wow, that's really interesting. I seem to like that. That is amazing. And um, and then Aiden, how about some of your favorites uh, growing up? Margaret Cho, actually, when I first moved to the U.S., I was nine, and I saw her on TV, and I was like, oh, there's Asian people on TV in the U.S. Who knew? Um, <laughs> really. Um, and we went on to perform together, Margaret and I, and she ended up writing the foreword to my book. Um, and so it was a really big winning moment for me, actually, and because she influenced me a lot being a little in closet gay boy in San Francisco, you know, watching our specials was really special. Was well, watching our special was really special. <laughs> <laughs> Very special, 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 special. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go yeah, on, so, go ahead. Go ahead yeah, and you so continue. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just gonna tag on that. That Margaret actually did watch our special and let Aiden know that she thought it was really it was wonderful and. So I think it meant a lot to all of us, the fact that she took the time and then and, and liked it, so. Wow, that's interesting. And uh, Aiden, you can continue with your story as well, too. What What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, some of your other, your other favorite comedians growing up. You know what? I watched this Paula Poundstone special and she just ribbed the audience. And I'm a very audience work heavy comedian. Um, which I have to rein in for the specials, which is <laughs> half my show. So, um, but our, Paula Poundstone just went at the audience. Like that was her thing. And so I really loved that approach. So yeah, Paula Poundstone. Mm. Paula Poundstone. That's interesting. I remember watching her as well too. And, um, you know, I think we started a comedy club did that and Judy Tenute and I think Carrot Top was uh, in his uh, younger days. And uh, Well, I, I have to say one thing. It's like, Watch who you're heckling because that person could be famous. And um, and of course, we'll talk about your uh, the special guys all coming together, Asian American Eyes, in just one minute. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by SonicWeb Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SonicWeb Studios is the answer. SonicWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1 800 303 3960. It's 1-800-303-3960 or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson Zia. Available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Z has garnered great reviews in Evil Love and Enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Manales. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show on over 40 podcast platforms in over 110 countries at themikewidenershow.com. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molsonzia for great books, merchandise, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molsonzia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com at the Mike Widener Show. 
Make sure you do so today. We're here with three terrific comedians here on the Mike Weiner Show. Call themselves the Asian Comics. It's a brand new series um, bringing three Asian-American uh, immigrant comedians together, each sharing their personal um, journey to America's immigrants. It's called Asian American Eyes, an immigrant comedy special featured on the Real Women's Network. We have um, Nikki Andres. We have uh, Anna Parsons and um, Aiden Park as well, too. We talked about their stories and uh, how they came together. And, of course, um, you, you just have, like, a really, really common theme as well, too. And um, just just coming together, sharing stories, and um, also the fact that um, sharing stories alike and, um, you know, the making of the special and everything. And um, I, I guess what was just the inspiration and the reason behind this as well, too. It's being directed by um, Felipe uh, Figueroa as well, too. And, um, I mean... Just, just really heartwarming as well. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was like, again, it was a, a, a thing where I think we, you know, I pitched it, we all, uh, Anna, I pitched it, and uh, we all came together and we had about a year long process of rehearsal and rewriting things and making sure things were fitting, taking things out that didn't work, um, you know, just coming together as a team and, and, and putting it all together. And we actually shot it the, a week before the pandemic. So, I mean, I'm a week to the day, like yeah. the, the, the week it shut off a week after and we were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that we were able to get this shot, you know, because had it been a week later, it, you know, wouldn't have happened. So it was, it was practically a miracle. And now that it's out and people are really responding to it, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And Nikki and uh, Aiden, you can also uh, chime in as well too, from your perspectives. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, I'm a covered at all, but yeah, the, oh. it, it, it was like six days. And then LA locked down and the pandemic. So it was just, it was a, it was a whirlwind. And I, I guess funny story for me, I had a, I had calcium deposits in my right eyelid, which Ooh. I had to go to the emergency room and get removed a day before we shot. Oh, so no. like, yeah. So in my, like, I was having anxiety thinking, oh, we should reschedule it. Like, and I changed my outfit, my makeup, everything. I just made everything red. Because I figured, oh, if I'm just in a bunch of shades of red, maybe no one will notice that one of my eyes is bloodshot. And oh. so it's so just the, the juxtaposition between like that happening right before we shot and then the pandemic. I was just happy that I could be present and hanging out with my friends <laughs> because I, you know, devolved into a puddle of anxiety for a year afterwards. <laughs> That's so interesting. I'm sitting here going, Oh, that's a good trick. Is that what you do? Like, is that like, if you have a red eye, like you just were red and then well, kind of I think it worked because like when you watch it, it's not like it pops out at you. No. But like, no. I was going to wear like a blue frock. I was going to like have my hair done differently. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to just everything monochromatic. <laughs> With your teeth, red, white, and blue, still America. Red, white, oh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, and I want to tag on that, that when we were shooting a special, I don't know if you guys had this happen when you were working up there, but um, there were moments that I think it's especially at the end of my, um, of my set where, you know, you're, you're in the moment and you're telling the joke, but like, I think the beauty of what our special does is it's not just ha ha, it's ha ha and cry cry. It's like, it, it connects to you and it like tugs at your heart. So I had this moment where I was like um, at the end and I'm saying, I'm saying, I love you, my mom, you know, as my mom. And I'm looking in the audience and I just see people in tears. Like I just mm. see them like so moved by it. And uh, that was just incredible, you know, because there's nothing like that where I mean, in the sense of like you expect a 
comedy special to be like, you know, ha ha, you're gonna walk out and it's like, the people were like, oh my gosh, this is the night of storytelling. This is like, and this like, it connected to them. So that was, uh, it was pretty beautiful. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you talked on that um, earlier on, just the power of, of, of the storytelling. And we've all said, you know, how seeing someone like Margaret Cho on TV uh, when we were younger, I mean, the visibility, I like, can't be taken for granted. I like, I don't think that we can overstate the importance of how the stories we tell reflect what's going on in, in, in the world. And then, and when people are left out of that, of participating in that, there's this whole chunk of human experience that is left invisible um, and untold. And the best stories I think are universal human experiences and the diversity of specific details Mm. that come in from different perspectives, whether you're, uh, you know, what, no matter your gender or your race or your religion or upbringing or age, like the best stories are all gonna have that core heart, I think. And it, the exciting, fun part for me as an, both an artist and an audience member is to be surprised and feel deep feelings told from many different perspectives. I think that's the most beautiful part um, and, and of the human connection and storytelling. And, and, and that was one of our artistic goals. And I, I think we really delivered on that. I'm really proud. Mm. That is quite interesting. And of course, Aiden, you can also, um, you know, chip in as well to like some of the stories you shared and everything else and, um, you know, how you connected and everything. And I got to say this, like, you've got great potential to be one of the, one of the best comedians out there. So <laughs> and if you want to just do a little comedy skit, uh, go, go at it. So <laughs> well, yucka, yucka, yucka. <laughs> yucka, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, well <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you. Um, my, I have personal uh, this is meaningful because Anna and I met in 2009 doing being extras for a music video called I Love College mm. when we looked like college students you know and I just moved to LA and she was the first person I met like and we both did Shakespeare in a sea of just like college kids like, I, I want to be a star like and then she and I really connected over theater and I met Nikki because I lost my partner. It was my first birthday. Well, it was it was Anna's birthday party. And I lost my partner the first Anna's birthday after I lost my partner. And I was a mess. And I met Nikki and but like we we like immediately were like, who are you? And we <laughs> had this, yeah. what? Who are you? And so we all kind of did this thing together. We had this connection and we met during a really challenging, for me at least personally, transition time. You know, I moved to LA, and and you know that's a, that's my partner, and I, I I felt, and so for us, the three of us to stand together on this, meaningful, really meaningful on a personal level, and you know, beyond the us being Asian or us being immigrants, on a personal human level really special to me these people you know so yeah mm-hmm. yes that's very interesting as well too and uh maybe some of those stories you wanted to share as well too and also um some of the more interesting ones and maybe like um so, some of the challenges that um you guys encounter or maybe what are some of the things that uh you want you want the audience to uh, come away with after uh, watching the special 
Oh, there's so many things I want the audience to come away with. Um, I think uh, Felipe said it and I'm going to badly quote him, but like that, you know, you feel like you're other, but just to remember when you're watching this, that there are other others out there and that you're not alone in that experience. And like, um, I mean, I, I was joking the other day and I, I talked about this in another interview that like I'd grown up watching John Hughes movies and The Breakfast Club was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Oh, I, I love it. Yes. Love, love it. The Breakfast Club. And like there was something about the the being in high school and not fitting in and just being a dork and like not, you know, just feeling very other that he in his storytelling, he's a white guy in Shermer, Illinois, writing the story. And I'm like, how do I connect? But it was that humanity. It was that feeling of like, oh, this is a universal feeling of feeling other. So like, I, I guess I'm hoping people walk away with like, that it's okay, you're not alone. And like, we're all, we all exist. We're all out here being other. <laughs> yeah, well said. <clears throat> I just to yes and that I, I and, and double down on what I said before. It's, it's, I think that all of us bring our, our stories to that theme. Um, but we're all really different too. And I just, I love the overlap between the, 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 the glorious diversity of experience, but the sameness in, in heart. Um, and so, yeah, I hope people walk away feeling affected, moved, um, and like they had a really fun time with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, Andy, you, you can go ahead as well too. Well, I, I just think the three of us really, we were pushed to put our hearts on the line and really push the edge here, um, uh, you know, uh, and be funny, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know, you, you know I, I don't know what's her, what's her face. Whitney Cummings said our co- comedian's job is to push the boundaries and, you know, to make you think. And then Mark Maron said, yeah, and don't forget funny. Don't forget funny. <laughs> <laughs> So we're funny, but really our director pushed me. I mean, I was going to go a different direction with my thing, even up until the last day, like uh, like the day before I had a whole different set and he was like, no, I need you to push this. So Mm. it really had me delve into the heartbreak of, of losing a partner and, uh, you know, getting HIV actually, that was a rough thing to share. And I'd never done that before on a public platform. So we, we were all being pushed to really put our hearts on the table. Um, and be funny. So um, yeah. we did it. So yay. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of this. It's so awesome. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and something, yeah, <laughs> something and to yes, and that I think something you said, Aiden, and, a, and another um, thing that the, the power of the vulnerability, right? It's like, there's so much power in being vulnerable and in being sort of naked in this way where we're naked and funny. Um, but vulnerable and like, that's how people connect. That's how, and I think that that's how the special is going to connect to people is because we are. Hmm. And it is funny. (laughs) And it's funny. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. That's right. Naked and funny. I seem to like that. (laughs) (laughs) And, and then lastly, where can we find uh, Asian American uh, eyes uh, at as well too? Where can we find all that? So it's on the Real Women's Network, uh, and you can rent or purchase our special there. And you can, it's a streamer, and R E E L, R E E L V. Oh my God, you guys are so Real is in movie real. Real movie real, as in movie real. And you can rent or purchase us, and then you can like cast it on your TV and watch us on the big screen. 
Okay. All right. We'll certainly check that out. And what's coming up for the Asian comics and more? You listen to the Mike Wagner Show at the themikewagnershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit our line at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with the Asian comics of Nikki, Anna, and Aiden after this time out. We're back with the Asian comics from Asian American Eyes, the immigrant comedy special on the Real Women's Network and the Mike Wagner Show with Nikki Andres, Anna Parsons, and Aiden Park. And you guys have been absolutely fantastic. And what can we expect from you guys in 2022 and beyond, either as a group or individual? So I'm working, I'm Anna, I'm working, uh, I'm writing. So I'm actually polishing up a couple uh, pilots that I've been working on both, uh, actually everything I literally write is about the Filipino American experience. Um, so I'm working on a Filipino sitcom and then another um, sort of dark comedy about being a failed Asian, a failed Filipino because I didn't become a nurse. So I'm, <laughs> I'm working, working on some TV stuff. Okay, and uh, Aiden? Um, well, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm gonna be on. <laughs> I'm going to be on the OnlyFans first comedy show because they're trying to break out of porn. And so they were like, we want you to I do love this. comedy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, oh, I passed for like, okay looking. And I was like, yeah, I was like the third choice, but still, whatever. So <laughs> find me on OnlyFans, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, you mean OnlyFans? I mean, is that it? It's like, only like, your fans. <laughs> do you know what OnlyFans is? OnlyFans? Yes, it is. is. I, I, I'm familiar with it. Yes. Illegal? Is that, is it censored? Okay. Well, you know. Mm, you know what? Maybe you two can answer that question. I'm just, I'm just moderating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that. Please, uh, you know, I have a copy. Of, I, have, I have my book, The Art of Being Yay. I have a wellness brand built around that about being happy. So follow me on platforms for a happy uh, this encouraging stuff. Read my book, and uh, it's uh, it's available on Audible and Amazon, and it was a bestseller with the forward by Margaret Cho. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm building on. Oh, that's fantastic! I'm certainly looking forward to it. And uh, Nikki, what can we expect from you in 2022 and beyond? Hopefully, a lot of TV appearances. <laughs> um, that's not something I have direct control over. Um, I just finished filming a, a guest star role on the show Good Trouble for season four. That'll be coming out probably this summer. Um, you can still catch me in The Dropout on Hulu playing real life uh, woman Anna Ariola. And um, yeah, and I'm working on a bunch of audio books. So um, right now I'm recording a nonfiction about the, uh, the upping or the the evolution of drag coming out of Brooklyn in the early 2000s. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to a lot of cool projects releasing throughout the year. And certainly do so, and we're looking forward to it as well. And who do you consider biggest influences in your careers? Mm. Oh my gosh, that's a big one. Uh, biggest influences. Uh, well, I, I would say in terms of a writer for me, um, I would say, well, obviously, Joe, just Joe Coy, you know, um, paving the path for Filipino American um, comics, and he also, uh, every, you know, everyone auditioned for Joseph, which is his new series on ABC. Um, so definitely him as a writer, um, and I would also say, like, and it, primarily because it's a show that also has a Filipino protagonist, is Miranda Kwok. Uh, Miranda Kwok, because she created the show The Cleaning Lady, um, and I'm also a nerding out fan of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I mean, like, from Fleabag, because I come from theater, so it's like Fleabag, she created the show, 
she's a writer. She's a boss ass bitch. She is just like, she's like literally everything. She's a theater girl and she creates television and she acts like that's just, she's everything. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And then um, Aiden as well, or let's see, I'm trying to think who, who, who do we, uh, who, who are we missing here for biggest influences? Do we cover everybody? Oh, you know what? Let me go. Cause uh, um, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is definitely a segue one for me. Love her, love her work. Love, um, Fleabag's one of the best shows ever, period. Um, I would say the, um, my showrunners from One Day at a Time, Gloria Calderon Kellett and Mike Royce have been just amazing. They're both just amazing human beings and very talented. Um, but also just uh, what I'm in this, you know, oversaturated Hollywood market and age of streaming and social media. It's, I mean, I've, I've really kind of embraced branding. And I don't mean from a commercializing kind of point of view. I mean, from a mission, vision, values, like CEO of my own self business as artist point of view, and that aligning and working with artists and professionals with a shared brand uh, for inclusion and diversity and, um, uh, you know, sustainability, um, about uh, responsible storytelling, conscientiousness, and um, really not being um, proselytizing, but a little bit of edutainment in there, just to um, help uh, infuse entertainment um, with um, a mission beyond just being fun. Um, like, those are the artists that I have most adored working with, the artists that I most keep in touch with, um, you know, producers, directors, fellow actors, writers, then, um, and I think that you're working on One Day at a Time has, uh, was really a highlight for me in terms of my development as an artist and continues to be um, a guiding light for me today. That is so amazing, guys. I mean, you guys got some great stories there. And what's the best advice you guys can give to anybody at this point? Yourself. Um, it's so cheesy. I don't know. You're like, oh. I think especially in Hollywood, and I think mm. it's something Aiden said before many times is like, you cannot, you can't be anybody else. You really have to embrace who you are. Like, I think that's Aiden. You said you were teaching some kids um, in Pennsylvania where you are at class, and and the thing is, is like, if you don't embrace who you are, you're just going to lose yourself in Hollywood. So, and I think that that's especially what we did with this with this show was like, we really embraced our stories. We embraced our uniqueness. And we um, we brought that to the to the camera and to this project. So um, that's probably what I'd also tell my younger self. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Who's oh. next? All right. I would say your emotions won't lie to you. Lean into them. You might you might make some mistakes, but you'll find in the long in the long scope of things. Listen to your emotions. If you listen to your emotions, you'll get there eventually. You, you might make a few missteps along the way, but that's part of the learning process. Don't ignore your emotions. Listen to your emotions. Lean into mm. your gut. Yes, definitely. Or, or you'll think, be totally lost. Yes, I should and do that too. So eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I like you, that you one. <laughs> and what's, and uh, Nikki, how about you? Best advice? I would say be generous. Self-care is important. So, you know, make sure you've got your own resources covered. But I, I, I don't just mean, you know, fiscally or energy wise. I mean, just the spirit of, of generosity. I think that um, Hollywood can feel, and it is, rather competitive. And um, it's 
easy to get stuck in a mind frame of starvation mode and um, pettiness and insecurity. And none of that helps your art. None of that helps you as a business person, as a professional. Um, and quite and networking isn't about finding people who are going to help you. It's collaboration and networking for me, what has really helped you know, reframe things for me is thinking about it as um, collaborative solutioning for puzzles that a lot of people have. And, you know, is what I do um, going to contribute to the solution for your puzzle today? Maybe, maybe not. How about this other puzzle tomorrow? Maybe we're a perfect fit. Um, and connecting other people whose work I love and believe in um, with, you know, like minds and kind of spreading that love around. Um, and, and that has really in a very difficult up and down emotional roller coaster of a career um, really given me a, a guiding light and a community of, of people that I, I, I love to work with and, and love to collaborate with. And so I would, that's something I'd tell my younger self and any artists coming up because it's, you know, we're really oversaturated in content. And I, I think it's, you know, just looks and talent are never going to be enough for that. You know? mm -hmm. And that's a really good point as well, too. So once again, the Asian comics, uh, Nikki Andres, uh, Anna Parsons and Aiden Park on the Mike Wagner show with uh, Asian American Eyed and Immigrant Comedy Special on the Real Women's Network. Guys, a very big thank you for your time. You all were absolutely fantastic. Loved you guys. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep in touch, keep us up to date and everything else. Once again, tell us about your upcoming projects. What are your websites? How do people contact? Where can people uh, purchase or check out uh, Asian American Eyes and more? Uh, Anna, I'm Anna Twazon Parsons, A-N-A-T-U-A-Z-O-N-P-A-R-S-O-N-S. -S. That's at Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I think Anna Twazon Parsons acts for, for Facebook. Uh, I have a website, AnnaParsons.com. There's always just Google in general, just Google, <laughs> you mean me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Okay. All right, uh, guys. Oh, you can find me um, on all socials at Mix Nikki E. That is M X N I C K Y E. And my website is nikkiendress.com. And you can catch our, and I link to, we cross link to everything. So if you find one of us, you will find Asian American eyes. <laughs> you will find the rest of us. Just Google it. It's, it's, it's great. We, we try to be very discoverable. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Aiden, where can we find you at? Um, well, at one of their platforms and uh, at, <laughs> at Aiden Park Show, um, check out my website, um, The Art of Being a Yay, where you'll be able to, you know, uh, get on my newsletter. There's a feel better newsletter that goes out every week and lots of helpful tips and fun things and uh, get a copy of my book. And don't forget to get a copy of Missing. Um, and <laughs> yes, or also, you'll go missing. Yeah. So. <laughs> get Missing and the art of being yeah. Yes, that's right. What a combination. Guys, a very big thank you for your time. You guys are fantastic. Looking forward to you soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. We wish y'all best. And guys, you've got a great future ahead of you. Thank, thank you so you. much, Mike. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>